I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines on a championship Monday. Speaking of champions, Tiger Woods still debating if he's going to play. Odds say he will. And amazingly, he's only getting 45 to 1. That's it. Those bookies, man, they don't seem to want to give you a fair break. I don't know. (laughs) In the NFL, the Eagles and the Saints make a trade of number one picks, and it's really confusing. What are the Saints getting a second pick for? Why is Philly deferring their pick to next year? One of them. We'll talk about it. And it is the championship game. Kansas favored by four against North Carolina. We're going to do a full Vegas preview. Here comes a full hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. Live in Las Vegas, live on a championship Monday, live on 225 FSR stations. Across this great, great nation. You know, those bookies, they just don't want to give you 
a fair shot, do they? they it's like they want to get all... I mean, it's amazing. Tiger Woods is the 19th favorite. There's only 18 golfers on earth better than Tiger. And we're not sure he can even play. But remember, if he doesn't play, you'd get your money back. Very generous. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. Now, we've got a, we're lucky. We have a college basketball expert. He is the fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoffman. Thanks, R.J. Great to be here today. The Saints and the Eagles swap around some draft capital. The Lakers' playoff chances are on life support. And College Hoops crowns their champion tonight. I don't like to assume, but I'll, so I'll go ahead and ask, what is the Vegas lead? Well, I, I think it's interesting. How's uh, Mackenzie? How's LeBron looking? For uh, I've never seen a guy that can play and score that many points and then miss the next game. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like he always gets injured. Just enough though to sit out a game or two, and then he's rested and he comes back. I, he's he's still on pace, right, Mackenzie? Yes, thirty point three points per game, point one higher than Joel Embiid for a second. Yeah, well, what's fascinating is the idea of how he's been doing on his props. You know, we should look at that. I know we generally know. I think he's gone over like eight or nine straight. We'll see. That's interesting. Take a gander at that. But we will start with our Vegas lead. And really, it's going to dominate the show. The championship game, North Carolina, Kansas. But let's start with the biggest general storylines, AJ. And I'm going to defer to you on this. What do you see as the biggest storyline in this game? The biggest storyline is the health of North Carolina's big man, Armando Baycott, who uh, turned his ankle in the second half against Duke, was out for a good amount of time, and then came back in the last couple minutes to close the game out. But after the game, at the, at the post-game presser, he limped down the stairs pretty noticeably. He is a, a key for them defensively. He's a key for them offensively. He's their best rebounder. And for a team that has almost no depth and really has no depth in the post Post uh, Armando Baycott's health and performance tonight are going to be massive question marks. Now we're going to get to that Duke NC game, and you know it was a classic in some ways. Uh, would you say the absence for a big portion of the game? I mean, it, does it make it even more amazing that North Carolina won? Yes, yeah, that was an opportunity when he left. I, even I had the feeling that it, things were going to unravel for North Carolina. And, you know, Puff Johnson, not a plus defender, was in for a short amount of time. And, and How, But what, how's Leaky Black? Leaky Black was great again. He, he, held, uh, he held A.J. Griffin to, to almost nothing. So he did his job. And he'll be pushed tonight because Kansas uh, O'Shea Obaji is the guy he's going to draw tonight. Obaji, one of the best players in the country. So uh, Obaji and Leaky against each other tonight. Another, another storyline, RJ. You know, I can envision how some people get certain nicknames. Right? Like uh, Hammer. Right? You, you kind of have an idea. <laughs> Is the idea of Leaky? What what happened as a child that he got nicknamed Leaky? Do you think? I have no idea, honestly. I, I I'm uh, I know his real name <laughs> is Rayshon. Um, well, yeah, of course, Leaky. They I, and I think his middle name is Malik. So mm-hmm. I think they turned that into Leaky, Malik Leaky. You're kidding, right, Malik? No, I, oh, so you're saying like Leak Leaky? Okay, but th- so they took his middle name. They took the second half of it, put a Y on it, and called him Leaky. Yes. Yeah. I'm thinking it was something else, but, you know, I don't know. 
apparently his grandma was the first one to call him leaky growing up. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting story. <laughs> we are straight out of Vegas. <laughs> I love the name. I can't lie. I mean, it's like, how many college basketball players do I know? But I know Leaky Black is... <laughs> now, you know, it's interesting. It was a... I, <laughs> I, I guess I can say this. There's a family back where I grew up, and they were a pretty tough family. You know, like, kind of guys like to fight in bars and stuff. And... The one, you know, one of them, the last name was Campbell. One of them, Blackie Campbell, right? Pretty tough guy. But then his his brother was Nails, Nails Campbell. <laughs> now, do you, I mean, do you really, it's like, hey, uh, Blackie and Nails are coming to fight. Are you really ready for I mean, do you want that? I don't think that's their real names either. <laughs> yes, but, but there's no story about some made-up middle name <laughs> stuff. All right, now... If it came not to the handicap, which I love that we now identify, and what's the, I mean, what's the prospect on the, this big man? I, I think the fact that he came back in and finished the game says a lot about his availability. And he said in the postgame presser, they'd have to cut my leg off for me to miss the national championship game. So he's certainly going to give it a go. It's just a matter of if the 48 hours with an ankle, you never know. Will the 48 hours help or hurt that ankle? Well. I mean, it, I mean, obviously, if it was a high ankle sprain, he wouldn't be able to play, right? I mean, LeBron can go out and get an extra three up, but, I mean, that's about <laughs> it, typically. Now, now, um, you know what we'll do during the break here, and, and we got some time for that. Let's take a look at North Carolina with him off the floor because, obviously, there's a chance he doesn't play, but even if he does, if he's hobbled, how much better is he going to be than his replacement? And, in a way, the replacement minutes – will be a, a good surrogate, I think, for how NC looks without him. Um, so we'll do that as part of the handicap. But let's shift a little bit and talk about the biggest general story. Talk to our audience and assume this group, is, you know, some of them haven't watched, you know, they've watched maybe, you know, half of the Duke-NC game, maybe two other halves of the whole tournament. But this is the championship game. They're going to flip it on. What does it start? 9-15 Eastern? Yes. Yeah, so they're going to flip it on. What is the biggest storyline here? The biggest storyline for North Carolina is the fact that they're an eight seed and they're this deep in the tournament. They really turned it on in late January. There's a team that started out 12 and six. They've gone 17 and three down the stretch. So obviously playing their best ball of the season, beat Duke twice, uh, sent Coach K packing. But this is a team that also that was a top 15 team in the preseason and just didn't play that way early in the year. First year, uh, first year under. Under head coach Hubert Davis after Roy Williams retired last year. So a lot of people thought it was going to be a transition year. There were people late in the season saying, man, North Carolina might not make the tournament. When they beat Duke the first time, that wiped out any thoughts that they might not. But since then, they've obviously been playing just incredible ball. Just one loss since that Duke game. Uh, and that was in the ACC tournament to Virginia Tech. So if they win this game, win the national title, North Carolina will tie the 1985 Villanova team as the worst seed to win a title. No, no title winner has been worse than an eight. There's only been one eight. So this would be literally the biggest, you know, seeded upset to win the title, the biggest Cinderella. Now, I know North Carolina feels like a blue blood, but going by, and they are, but going by the seeding, this would be the most unlikely 
champion since 1985. I mean, that's at least 20 years ago, right? Well, no, I, at least 35, 37 years ago. I mean, it's so interesting because if I mean, who were the other number eight seeds? Right, so it wasn't Providence. Am I remembering no, right? No, Pro- Providence was a four. Oh, uh, they should have been an eight. That's it. Yeah, the uh, Creighton was one of the eight seeds. Uh, and that's the the eight seed that Kansas went through. But remember, they lost their they lost their two best players. Yeah, but I'm just trying to get a feel of like how big of a story this would be if it was the other eight. Boise State, Seton Hall. Yeah, I mean, imagine Boise State in the the, the national title game. It, I mean, based upon the seeds, it would be no more or less likely than North Carolina. Um, and I think it reinforces, right? Because we had Kentucky as an eight a while back. You know, it's been you know seven, eight years. But they made the finals, if I recall. And it, it goes to show you how when it does happen it's going to be the blue bloods right even though they might have a bad yeah. year they still are, they still got the recruits that can that have that ceiling you know a boise doesn't likely have the players to get there even if they play their best these blue bloods do i, I think that's that's the the what you're saying is what really separates it because a, a typical 8 seed that doesn't have elite talent is never going to win six games in a row. But when you've got a North Carolina or Kentucky, if they're an eight seed, it means that something wasn't clicking for them early in the season, and it took them until this point to really find their groove. But they obviously the ceiling is high enough for them to win a championship. Uh, well said. That's A.J. Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas. I'm R.J. Bell. Now, to me, what else will be interesting is we'll look at, the other, look at what North Carolina's championship odds were. But – you know, we got that, but let's look at the other eight seeds because now it will give you an idea. Did the marketplace entering the tournament account for this possibility? My thought is they did because, I mean, North Carolina is always going to pay a little bit less in a given situation than a Boise, right? So what was it? Last question for the first segment is what was it when the trend, when, when this, uh, the winning started? What drove North Carolina's turnaround this year? Well, I talked about this a little bit last week. Dawson Garcia, who's who's going to be in the NBA, had to leave the team, left the program to be with his his grandmother who was sick. His dad was sick, so he had to go back to Minnesota to take care of his family. And that moved Brady Manick, the Oklahoma transfer, into the into the starting lineup full time and really kind of tightened up their rotation. And since then, that that since. Uh, Dawson Garcia left. That's when that run has started, where they've gone seventeen and three down the stretch. Okay, and but the irony is that's causing some of the thinness now. That's a problem. Exactly. Oh, and Dawson Garcia is a big six eleven. Is a guy he uh, an inside out big, so a guy that they could really use right now. Now, would it have been legal for them to fly him into play? I think it would have been sure. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't see why not. It would have been good timing. But yeah, I, I think that. Uh, I, I don't it? think they were planning on doing that. What was his? Re- I mean, if he had a wrestling theme song, like imagine <laughs> if right before the game you hit, heard it and he comes out. How exciting! My God, would- that's Dawson Garcia's music. Exactly. How exciting would that be? <laughs> it would be good. I mean, it would wouldn't it? Make a like quick you hear, call. You hear the glass break like it's stone cold walking out to the to the uh, to the floor. I don't. I mean, I can't. Believe, you think they reached out to him? 
I don't think so. I Why can't not? imagine that they would. Why I, I not? don't. I, you know, you say I didn't even give that a, a second of thought until you said that, and I'm like, wow. I mean, it might be nice for him to show up tonight. That'd be a good deal for them. I mean, Lord. I mean, he could say, hey, um, name, image, likeness. I need about a mil. You know. <laughs> All right, let's take our first break. Now we got a lot of stuff lined up. Right when we come back, we're gonna look at how the eight seeds with their rank, uh, with their payoffs were compared to North Carolina. We're gonna look at how North Carolina does without either of these big guys on the floor because obviously one's unlikely to come back and the other one's injured and we're going to get into Duke, Coach K and quite frankly we're going to give AJ the time he hasn't had to talk about how happy he was when Coach (laughs) K lost. Stay tuned. He's RJ Bell, I'm AJ Hoffman this is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words... I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Boy, these stats without the big man on the floor... Whoo, dog. They better call Garcia. That's all I can say. <laughs> it looks like some trouble. Good day to join, though. And it's funny, AJ. A lot of talk. People said, RJ, how did you win? When, when AJ gave us that, that what, what pick did you give? I gave the first half under in the Villanova, Kansas game. And you just figured, hey, under what and, and it went over pretty heavy right it went over it, well over yeah. uh kansas 40 points for kansas alone in the first half i got a lot of questions though how i somehow took your pick and won with it because i said you know what i would do here is go under villanova have you gotten any feedback on that? I've not gotten any feedback on it, other except from you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm the surrogate for the audience. Tell yes, me. but you uh, you had a miraculous cover there, so it was a well, oh, oh, well so played you're saying by you. I, somehow, me and the thousands of followers that followed my stuff, we got lucky. You're saying? Yes. How, how did we get lucky? Well, because it was a much higher scoring half than typical for for really well, both teams, but not Villanova. Considering the pace, not for Villanova. Uh, well, Villanova scored over over a point per possession in the first half, so they they were they were actually pretty efficient as well. Uh, but yeah, you beat that by a half point. I, I mean, luck. Well, it's like you it's like has to be a part of it. It's like you begrudge the audience from winning with me. That no, I'm sick. happy that they won. It doesn't unlike sound like you it. who said. I win, you lose. I like that. That was a quote right before the, uh, the show started. And that assumed that someone had to lose. It, I mean, <laughs> if, if all of us could win every time, I would love that. But you want I would me love to hope for too. you to win? That'd be sick, too. I mean, there's a lot of sick <laughs> things going. Mackenzie, did he sound like he was real excited about all of my followers winning? No, it didn't sound like he was that excited it about it. It didn't sound like that at all. <laughs> and it, it's amazing. When he loses, he somehow has an excuse why he should have won. But now he's flipping it. When we win, RJ, he's got an excuse why we or he begrudges that. Even when, you're, even when you're wrong, you don't lose. I was just talking to McKenzie going back to Friday's show when you offered me 7-1 to one if the Lakers lost. I said there's no way they'd make the playoffs. And now 7-1 would, would be a steal for me. So even when you're wrong, you win because somehow. People, people are so scared. 
That's uh, you're right. It. And what I do is I start. I have to fake lose now just to get people. It's like a, a pool hustler <laughs> that has to lose. I mean, I don't do it with picks or anything here, but I'll sometimes like I'll say something like, you know, I knew the, a good old friend of mine, Tom, a Bob Dylan song we knew was on a different album. I go, I'll bet you anything it's on this other album. He's like, I know you're wrong, but I can't bet you. And it's like, in a way that you got to look at that as like a, a, a victory. But you're not getting any victories if no one bets you. That's true. Right? It's hard, the whole it's thing, hard to get action. Every, you miss every shot you don't take. Well, <laughs> you lose every – you don't win any bets and no one will bet you. All right. That's true. But, you know, luckily the bookie will still bet me with all his onerous demands. But that's fine. It's 86 right now. This is a really fast-growing show. AJ's winners are not helping it, by the way. And the neon <laughs> is puttering. AJ. All right, we've been looking at the Duke North North Carolina game, and we were talking about the eight seed and the value on North Carolina amongst other eight seeds. And I've got those numbers here, if you'd like, coming into the tournament. Yeah. So I mean, it really it's an eye popper, right? Is yeah. uh, You you know, North Carolina came in at a hundred to one. So I mean, obviously a long shot, but Seton Hall two hundred to one, Boise two hundred to one. San Diego State, 300 to 1. I thought San Diego State was one of the better eight seeds. I know they lost in the first round, but boy, I wonder why they were so jumbo. I don't know. I, but I think that's an average. Two to 300 is probably an average price for an eight seed, considering they're going to have to play the one in the next round. And the, I think the North Carolina price was maybe discounted more than these were inflated. Uh, yeah, no doubt. I agree with that 100%. Is It's not as if. Seton Hall, Boise, and San Diego State were getting extra compared to prior years, just obviously a lot more than North Carolina, which was, as you said very well, discounted by name recognition. But listen, if I'm holding a 100-to-1 ticket, I'm feeling pretty good about it. So, But, you know, I, I get it, right, is we can sit and identify they're not getting paid maybe as much as they should. But let's be honest, too. I mean, to some degree, the NCAA tournament is a challenge to figure out how much do you look at the last four to six weeks and how much do you look at the whole season? Because as we could see with Gonzaga, they played some tough out-of-conference games, but a vast majority of those were before the season went to conference, and thus it was back in November and you know pre-Christmas December. And it's like, how applicable are those tough games you know, months later. And yes, somewhat, but not near as much as if they had tough games in February. And they, I mean, they did lose the St. Mary's, but just in general, it, it, it's a tale of two seasons. And obviously there's that middle ground, which season it, but you know, but to me, there's February one, you know, post Super Bowl even on, then there's like New Year's, you know, because usually the conference tournament or season starts the the first week of January, right? With most conferences. Yes. So in a weird way, there's three seasons, right? There's no, or you know, November through January one. There's the start of the conference season through maybe the Super Bowl, and then I think Super Bowl till the tournament. I, I th- I've never thought of it that way, but I think that's a good, good three chunks, don't you think? I, I think it is too. And and you mentioned Gonzaga, and the only the only team they played in the top twenty 
after January 1 was St. Mary's and so before the tournament. So in that second, that middle lump that you're talking about, that's the only team ranked in Ken Palm's top 20 that they played. Whereas in the first chunk of the season, well, they they won two out of three if you count the conference tournament. Okay, yeah. But in the first chunk of the season, they played against four top 20 teams, four different top 20 teams. Mm -hmm. Now that's fascinating. And if you think about it, splitting up the conference into two sections it's not going to always split up the matchups when you play them twice, but it's going to mostly. So in a weird way, it's the first time through the conference, second time through the conference, right? Because you they typically are playing those conference teams yeah. twice. And then you got the tour, you know, the conference tournament. But in general, Indiana's playing Iowa once between January 1 and, you know, February 7th, and they're playing him once between February 7th and the conference tournament. Yes. Okay, that's interesting. I think that's that's a methodology maybe we should look at next year. Cause Absolutely. How, how good are these teams playing late? And obviously, North Carolina, as you said, as hot as anyone late, but they were getting, let's not forget, 10.5 in that last game against Duke, uh, in the last game of the regular season, and then they were getting... Uh, would it close four and a half? Four and a half yesterday or Saturday, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Now remember that Duke game was at Duke, so that would effectively been about seven and a half. Then it dropped about three points. Go ahead. Well, and I was going to say, and we talked about this last week on the, on the podcast. You have to give North Carolina some credit to their line for for beating Duke at that point because that ten and a half was before that game was played. Once they beat Duke and beat them convincingly, I think it, it was maybe a rightful move. I think it was a rightful move, in fact. Well, I mean, considering the fact that though the game was uh, this most recent game Saturday was back and forth, it, it, at no point did it really feel like North Carolina was going to get blown out. So I mean, if you if you're getting four and a half, you you clearly were on the right side there. And and obviously uh, we've talked a lot about shot quality, and we talked about shot quality a lot going into that last matchup between Duke and North Carolina because the first one was a coin flip, and then the second one was a clear North Carolina win. Uh, the shot quality score for the game on Saturday was seventy nine sixty nine Duke. Eighty three percent of the time, uh, Duke wins that game. So, wow. So, what you're saying is three matchups, Duke, North Carolina this year, and in two, one of them was a toss-up, which was the first game, uh, in which Duke won handedly. Yes. In the second game, it was a clear North Carolina win on the court, and by the shot quality metric, it was also a North Carolina win. But here, North Carolina wins fairly, you know, well, I won't say convincingly, but a clear win. They won by four. Y- yeah. And, 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 and then... What you're saying is shot quality says they got lucky. Now, let's take a second and talk about that. That means with all the factors they can consider, and it's a shotquality.com is the name of the website, and it's well-respected. With all the factors they can consider, how good of a shooter the shooter is, where he's shooting from, how close the defender is, those are the key factors, is they assess each shot and they say, okay, what's the likelihood he's going to make this shot from here with that defender where he is? And then they're given that fraction of the points, right? So a tough, tough, tough shot might be 30% of the possible points. On a three, it'd be 30% of three. On a two, 30% of two. On a really clean 12-footer from a good shooter, maybe they're getting 70%. And... Over the course of a game, it gives you a heck of a estimate on if all things were equal, how the score would be. 
and it's a very effective tool. And it's probably a, a good opportunity to transition to the Kansas game because I know just from some of the, the tidbits, factoids I've been hearing about that game, Kansas shot historically good. Yeah, Kansas with a 81-65 win over Villanova. While we're talking about shot quality, the shot quality score was 66-60 Kansas. So they a rightful win, but certainly not a blowout by that measure. And Kansas typically scores 27% of their points from three-point range. In that game, they scored 48 percent of their points from behind the arc. So just a, a wild shooting night. 54% uh, they shot from three in that game. Do you know how many points they had in transition? Zero mm-hmm. point zero. <laughs> Unbelievable. Which is wild. But Kansas scored 1.4 points per possession against Villanova. That's so, the so most. You've, you've used that quote or that number now twice. Explain to So that makes sense, right? You take the number. Let's say if you scored a two every time, right? If Kareem went down and dunked every time, Luau Cinder. Yes. They would score two points every possession, right? Okay. Yes. So now the whole revolution of threes college basketball, NBA, whatever, is, hey, listen, if you can shoot the three within some range, and let's say 40% is like the goal, right? If you can shoot 40% on threes, you got to make twos at such a rate, it's almost impossible to keep up. So thus, you know, do the conversion of three to two, you can say, well, uh, 60% is equal to 40%, right? Obviously, that math makes some sense. So if I'm shooting threes and I make 40, you're shooting twos, you make 60, we're going to tie if we shoot the same amount of shots. So when you say, uh, and, and what was the number for Kansas? One, one uh, point what? One point four points per possession. Okay, so if they were only shooting twos, they'd have to make seventy percent, right? Point seven times. That's two. right. So, so it goes to show you how great their shooting is. If you would have had to shoot seventy percent from two to keep up. And that's the most points per possession Villanova's allowed in five calendar years. Yeah, but you see, what I knew was. That at the beginning of the game, remember what my favorite pick was. And I, you know, I'm not the type after I win, I don't need to say, oh, I had another winner there. But it was the race to what was it, 15? Race to 15. And what was it, 10 0 to start? 10 0, yep. 10 0 out the gate. Were you thinking, boy, RJ really had a feel of that one, didn't he? Uh, I did. I did remember. I, I remember the first of 15. and I was like, yep, that's a winner for RJ right well, there. Because the thinking there is that with their uh, what was it more with um, with with their key point or their key guard out, they'd be a little discombobulated early and they'd get the sure. hang of it later. And they is, were. Yeah. OK. Last thing, because we want to double back here a second. We were talking about North Carolina and how they do without the big men. And first, give a quick update. The two big men that are are one's injured, one's no longer with the team. Explain that, and then we'll talk about the numbers. Yeah, Dawson Garcia left the team back in January to no longer to return. And then Armando Baycott is the big for North Carolina. He's the guy that everything everything in the paint revolves around. He's their best rebounder, their best inside scorer. Uh, had 21 rebounds against Duke, and he has uh, an ankle injury, suffered an ankle injury late in that game against Duke, missed a few minutes then came back at the very end of the game to close him out. 21, and he missed minutes. Wow. (laughs) So I don't know if there's any over-unders for Garcia tonight flying in, but again, I would like to see that. 
But what I'm going to tell is a number about how many times has North Carolina, how many minutes, how many possessions have they had this entire season without one of those two big men, Garcia before he left, Baycott, you know, since he's been like the lone good big man, is how many minutes have they had with neither of them on the court? First though, be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio. I'm AJ Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. Okay, now this is amazing. Good energy on that newsread. I like that. But I will say this: this is amazing. If you look at every group of five North Carolina players that have played this year, possessions, and you said, okay, let's look at all the possession. Uh, groupings that had 30 or more possessions. So typically in a, in a game, how many possessions are there, AJ? Uh, let's go with 80 plus, 80, 85. So by us saying 30, we're saying this is far less than half a season or half a game. Yes. Okay. So maybe uh, 14 minutes, 15 minutes of the season is what we're talking about here. So the ones that play less than that, we're setting them aside. But amongst, amongst the ones, 30 possessions or more. There's been 3,519 possessions with one of the two big men on the floor, Garcia and Baycott. There's been 79 possessions without either of them on the floor. 79 versus 3,519. So 97.8% of the possessions above that threshold have had one of those two big guys on the floor. So obviously, Baycott's expected to play, but let's be candid. If he's hobbled even 15%, he's going to be a lot like his backup. And if he is, boy, that's going to have that team in a position that they haven't been in this year. Because again, about 98% of the time, they've either had Garcia, who's no longer with the team, so they say, or Baycott. (laughs) As a handicapper, what do you think of that? It's pretty surprising, and I think it does speak to the importance of Baycott, which I knew already. I knew he was important because there's just no one who can do what he does on that roster. I was surprised that that's that's how far you had to get before you found a lineup without either one of those guys in it. I mean, obviously a short rotation for North Carolina made shorter when Garcia left, but even those numbers are surprising. And if you look at it, this is pretty amazing. The most 16 most possessioned lineups. So the 16 lineups with the most possessions, five-man lineups, all of them have either Garcia or Baycott on the floor. It's the 17th grouping, which doesn't have either of them. I mean, that is another way to look at it. Now, what does that all mean? Well, stay tuned because we're going to have A.J. Hoffman, who is an expert, his pick on the national championship game. Don't miss it. And he's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Okay, so A.J., uh, you know, when you're on, especially shows with me, it seems like you get a lot of crazies out there. There's something about it that they, I'm in their head. It is an echo in their head. And, and it, I think it causes them to go a little insane. And, you know, the crazies. And <laughs> like, there's one local guy. He's followed me for a long time on Twitter, like a decade maybe. He, like, he critiques your show 
every show. And I agree with him oftentimes, to be honest. Thank you. And what he's been saying lately is there's all these leans, there's leans. And you said, I'm sick of this. You're coming, you're coming, you're coming heavy, I think is the way to say it. I'm bringing heat today. How about that? I go ahead. Explain what you're bringing. I mean, what I mean I, is you're giving what? I'm, I'm going to give, and again, don't don't go overboard here. You don't want to spend more, bet more than usual just because it's a championship game. But I've got three plays. I'm going to bet a side, I'm going to bet a total, and I've got a player prop. And I think the side and the total are, are pretty correlated. That if, if one goes well, it mean, if one goes bad, it means something great for the other. Well, so, so I'm that, looking to called, at least hit called, two out of three. That's called inversely correlated. Inversely correlated. Yeah, Thank so you. in a way, they, they, they're going to go in separate directions. But uh, let's start with the side itself. Who do you like? And the current line is four, correct? The current line is four. I like the Tar Heels plus four in this game against Kansas. I like the way that the guards have stepped up in this tournament. Caleb Love has gotten hot at the right time. He's given him an, an inside-out threat, a guy who hits threes and attacks the rim. And their other guard, R.J. Davis, who had been kind of bad coming into the tournament, has really heated up from mid-range, which was something we talked about early in the season. Why The Tar Heels were so bad. They, they couldn't make anything mid-range. It was all threes or dunks. And R.J. Davis has really given them something that they've been missing throughout the season there. Uh, North Carolina's got a clear rebounding edge, and they've got an ability to make late-game free throws, so I like North Carolina plus four here. Let me ask you a question. I've been saying this for about two years now. Is it me or seven, eight years ago there wasn't an RJ seemingly on earth? (laughs) I mean, think about it. And now it's RJ Barrett. It's like, I don't want to say I had an influence on that. But, I mean, really, AJ, do you see that? Like, how many I, I'm RJs trying to think of, I yeah. don't know how many RJs I knew before you, That honestly. means none. <laughs> I, okay, then I'll, I'll say I'll go with none. And by the way, we'll get into it with Barrett from the Knicks. His middle initial isn't even J. I mean, he's oh. like, yeah, think about that. Now, that but guy's it, definitely, he's stealing your grades. I don't know. I, it seems curious to me. But North Carolina, and obviously Bay caught, what, I mean, what's your thought process on his absence? Or, well, or him, thought, him being somewhat hindered, likely. Yeah, and that's where I get to the over in this game because if Baycott is limited or not on the floor, it hurts North Carolina from a defensive standpoint more than anything. So one fifty-one and a half is the total. Uh, but I think the forty-eight hours, I think it's going to help him. But I, but I, he's he's a plus on offense, but he would just be dreadfully missed defensively. They don't have any depth there. So if he's limited at all, I think that this turns into a trap. And I also we talked about Kansas 1.4 points per possession. They were that was a grinding game. They were just so efficient that they got to to a high number. Now they're getting out of the mud. They're, these these track stars are going to be on a track where both teams like to run. I think both teams are going to look to run in this game. So I like over 151 and a half. Now keep in mind, whenever you're talking total points, it's the combination of efficiency. And pace. And you're saying efficiency won't keep up probably, but the pace is going to pick up significantly. Significantly. One last thing, and then we'll get your prop real quick, is don't bet these on a parlay because if they're inversely correlated, they have less of a chance of both winning. Though they have a chance to both win better than both losing, but they're they're not to parlay. you got 45 seconds, AJ. Give us your prop. 
My prop is Oche Obaji under 17 and a half points. I mentioned before, Leaky Black is going to be on him. Obaji's coming Leaky. off the best, his best game of the season offensively after having his worst four offensive games of the season in the month of March, including his season worst game in the Sweet 16. So I think everyone's looking at that saying, whoa, Abaji over, over, over. I think the value is on the under with the best defender in this game on him. So Oche Abaji under 17 and a half points. Okay, the nation has got you on notice, AJ. You better go two out of three. Thank you. If you missed any of this. For no reason at all to get his grandstanding and hot dogging in. You, man. If you missed any of us talking about this game, breaking it down every way possible, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. We'll discuss the game and an NFL trade that happened today. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 